Welcome to Small Business Big Network, the podcast for small business owners who want big results from their networking. I'm Liz Drury, a freelance voiceover artist who knows that if you're not working, then networking could help. Kaz Smurthwaite is a business owner and graphic designer who has two brands, Flying Lizard and Charlotte Ann Studio. Kaz says that her best client came through networking. Thank you very much for being my podcast guest today, Kaz. Hi, Liz. Lovely to speak to you. Thanks for giving the opportunity to chat with you today. Now, you're in graphic design. Have you always worked in this field? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. I went straight from school um, to art college and then from there specialised in graphic design when I um, did my BA ONS in uh, graphics. And what was it that attracted you to this particular sector? Well, I always knew I wanted to be creative. Um, As I said, straight off the bat, I went to art college. I did an A-level in art and then I went to art college and studied a BTEC. And, um, you know, from there, it was just a case of figuring out what career path I could take in order to stay in the creative industry. Mm. So that's how that came about. And what was your first job after you'd uh, you'd finished your studies? Oh, well, I actually started off working for charity as a volunteer designer, Mm. which later led to paid work. But from there, I was an in-house designer for the Ministry of Defence. Um, graphic design with the MOD is actually a deployable post, which means that there's the opportunity to work with the troops actually in theatre around the world. So that was a really exciting career start for me. Yeah. So what made you want to work for the MOD? Well, it, actually, funnily enough, it was because my next door neighbour worked for the MOD in the very graphic design post that I went into she was retiring Uh and um, she recommended that I take the post because she very much enjoyed her time there and um, she kind of talked me into that really. (laughs) And so what was your role like what kinds of things were you designing? Well uh, graphic design was a really important role um during the Hearts and Minds campaign in Afghanistan. Mm. For, for those that don't know, Hearts and Minds um, launched in an effort to assist in the rebuild and strengthening of government institutions and the security forces in Afghanistan. Mm. So working with a team of ISAF soldiers was a really exciting challenge and it stretched my abilities both <laughs> as a designer and an artist. Um, but yeah, I think initially, it was working in-house um, in the UK, mm-hmm. doing things like training materials, everything from signage for the camp to help you wayfind through to um, training materials and things like that. So so it's quite yeah. varied then. Really, really varied, yes. And you're working on a team of other multi-talented designers. So you all get to kind of do all sorts from designing maps to um Gosh, all kinds of things. (laughs) It was just manic, really. Yeah. And it's not the kind of thing that you you think about, you know, a a job that you think about. And I suppose if your neighbour hadn't been doing that, you maybe wouldn't ever have come across that that career. No, definitely not. I was applying for jobs with graphics agencies as a junior designer to get my first role as a junior. Um, So it just never even was on the map. (laughs) 
Now, you said that your role was actually deployable and you, you were deployed. How did that come about? Yeah. Well, it was um, a conference. So the MOD has conferences um, once a year for each of the different types of role that they have. Um, and there is a large graphic design conference where everybody who's in the media um, and design uh, sector from all over the country, every base in the country has um, a media centre. Mm-hmm. And they all get together and share what they've been doing for the year and also opportunities for job roles that you might want to move to another camp or something like that. And there was a... Um, There was a talk about deployable roles. Mm. So I went along to that because I thought, well, I I didn't even know I could deploy. That sounds like an exciting opportunity. (laughs) And I went along to that and got really fired up. And they told me all about where I could deploy to. And it sounded like an unmissable opportunity. I just couldn't wait to apply for that kind of role. And so you deployed to Afghanistan. Now, I guess it's not a place that many people would want to go to, but you actively did want to go. (laughs) Yes, I did, which funnily enough um, made it easier for me to get the role because there were only 16 applicants Mm. for the post and only three could be chosen for it because Mm -hmm. of the length of the campaign, obviously, um, and you're only there for four months as a civilian. It's not like a military deployment where they deploy for six months. Um, A civilian deploys four months. Um, So, yeah, there were just three people for the duration of that campaign. And, yeah, I I kind of felt almost as if the role was already mine. (laughs) (laughs) So it was very exciting to go. I I really enjoyed the interview process because it was so relaxed for me. Mm. And so what was it like out there? It was very challenging. Mm. definitely it was an exciting challenge and it really stretched me um, particularly the fact that I went to several different bases whilst I was out there mm. so I traveled to Lashkagar where I was training up some other designers and illustrators who were military staff and because you're civilian and you've done a degree you're already ahead of anything that the military has produced mm-hmm. And or at least the British military, the Americans have a whole department dedicated to graphic design and Mm. they have Marines who are designers. But for me, I was already the top of the field out there. Mm. So I went to Lashkar and I actually went to Kandahar as well to present a lecture on the different ways that we could use design in that campaign. And so what kind of materials were you producing? Well, it was basically to support the training of their of the Afghan security forces mm. and government institutions. There is a lot of corruption out there. Mm. And so lo- everyday people don't trust the security forces. Yeah. They certainly wouldn't ring the police if there was a problem. And they also don't have education or didn't at the Mm. time they you know women weren't educated schools weren't readily Mm. available so we did a lot of producing teaching materials and some of it was things like comic books and stuff like that Mm. aimed at children and all kinds of things 
Yeah. And that, again, it's not something that you imagine <laughs> that goes on in the army. <laughs> no, no, it's not. Um, but it's all a very central part of preparing to exit yeah. the country because if they don't have the security support, support well, we all know what's happened now in Afghanistan mm. because we exited very quickly in a rushed manner. The, we hadn't quite got there in terms of the support we needed to stay in for a bit longer really but I completely understand why people wanted mm. to pull out it's a different world these days in terms of um, battle and yeah yeah so were you among the the last of the designers that was out there I was the last designer yeah 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 I was the post was disbanded after I left and so what happened when you came back? What did you do next? Well, I went to work for another company who contracted to the MOD. But then after about two and a half years, I realised that I wanted to start my own company. I was ready for the challenge. Mm. After deployment, things seemed very mundane mm. <laughs> back in the UK working as an in-house designer. So the challenge of starting my own business and to shape the type of design work I was doing was just something I couldn't put to bed. I had to do it Yeah. once so, I'd formulated the idea. And so when, when was that? When did you set up your own business? Um, I think we've been in business, it'll be 10 years this year. So my husband and I both own the company together and we both do different aspects of running the business. Mm. So you've got you've got two brands, Flying Lizard and Charlotte and Studio. So t- tell me about those those two different brands that you have. Yes. Um, so Flying Lizard is a graphic design agency. We specialise in design for large events, stuff for the tourist industry and branding. But we also offer a range of other services as well. I believe you're giving a link to my website. Yes, so that, that will be in see the show notes. Yep. Yeah. And. As if that wasn't enough to keep me busy. I also started Charlotte Ann Studio, which is an illustration, art and art licensing business. Mm. I do service, surface pattern design for product packaging and also sell my own work on gifts and cards. Sounds like you've got a lot going on there, Kaz. <laughs> yeah, I, I know the two businesses overlap. Mm. Um, but with the illustration aspect of it and I was already doing illustration with the graphic design business but Flying Lizard is more focused on business to business yeah, and art is business to customer so they both need very different branding for yes. the different audiences and it made sense to separate the two yeah I'm really lucky to have the training in brand design so that I recognized that need and was able to implement it myself yeah. So tell me a bit more about Flying Lizard then. Who, who are your clients? What kind of businesses do you work with? I tend to work with um, events organisers. It's, it's large events. So I might be doing everything from um, tourist events, like um, things that, uh, like music events, perhaps. Mm. Um, it might be conference events. Um, so, and also I do tend to work on the branding side of things. I do tend to work with new business startups Mm. 
or people who are looking to rebrand. So it might be established businesses that need to take their business to the next level yeah. and, um, and change their branding or revamp their branding, something like that. Yeah. So, so what, what specifically do you do for, for them? What, how, how do you help them to move forward? Well, a brand is kind of, I think people think that brand is just your logo and mm. your customer facing, which is where we start. But also it's to do with your company ethos and how you appear. It's like your shop window to the world, mm. if you like. So it's in everything that you do, what you wear, what your uniform looks like, if you wear a uniform. Um, it might be the way you answer the phone to your clients. So you have to, a brand package kind of focuses on telling you who your audience is and how you reach that audience. The type of imagery that you use, everything that a customer sees is tailored to them. Yeah. And why would you recommend that people work with you rather than try to do this themselves? Just because it's with anything, it's always better to look to somebody who knows what they're doing, <laughs> really. I'm a trained um, in graphic design and building brands, so I can help you. We normally start with a kickoff meeting where actually we don't talk about branding as such at all. Mm. So I would talk with you through what your aims are for your business, what kind of customers you think you might uh, want to work with. And from there, we can talk about how to reach those customers. So it's, it's basically almost just having a chat, really. And I think it can really help people clarify in their minds what they're trying to do with mm. their business. Yeah. So let's talk about networking then. How are you using networking for your business? Well, networking really helped me get off the ground in the early days. Mm. I got my first opportunities from other business owners. And it also helped me forge a network of supplier relationships for things like print and signage, all the things that are essential to run my business. And later on down the line, networking with other business people in the same industry was vital to my mm. growth as I needed to outsource work during my busy times yeah. when I couldn't cope with the workload. I think it's an essential part of any business networking. It yeah. teaches you a lot about how, how other sex, successful business owners run their businesses mm. so that you can see gaps or room for improvement in your own business. Yeah, And um, you build a network of owners who are facing the same trials with their own companies. So it offers moral support as well. Yes, yes, definitely. Now, I, I believe that one of your best clients came from networking. Tell me about how that came about. It was a chain of events, really. I started going along to um, a networking group that was run by, it was government funded. Mm -hmm. And... It was basically for business startups and businesses who wanted to focus on growth. It's called the Growth Hub at yeah. the time. And that led me on to, they give you a lot of help and advice in running your business and how to improve things. And that led me on to joining another group, which was focused on creative businesses. And then from there, I got some much, much bigger clients. They actually, these government-run initiatives are actually really good for business because they recommend you 
mm. to other businesses um, to work with. So that was how it essentially happened. I was recommended by the business networking group that I was in to a, a large, much larger client than I would have reached otherwise. Yeah. And so tell me about this client. Where where are they and, and what do they do? It's actually the Isles of Scilly Tourist Board. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was based in Cornwall at the time. Mm-hmm. So I was part of the Cornish Business Networking Growth Hub. And so I got to reach a lot of Cornish clients at that time. And some of them, a lot of them were in the tourist industry. And so they're quite big chunky nice projects which are across the board everything from advertising to events graphics and um, like posters and all kinds of things basically very large projects and um, they involve a lot of social media advertising as well so Mm -hmm. you get social assets and it's just a, a much much bigger job yeah and so have you been to visit the islands as as part of your job I have. I've been lucky enough to go across there because I now have several clients over there because it's built off the tourist industry. Mm. And I now work for the museum and also the council in some aspects as well. So that's been a great network to be a part of then. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. I can't stress enough the importance of networking and how much it can do for your business. It's just a fantastic tool and there's a lot of free networking out there as well so it it doesn't cost you anything to just go along to a networking meeting and meet some other business owners and who knows what opportunities might come from that yeah definitely so what kind of networking do, do you do now you're not in Cornwall anymore are you No, so as soon as I moved away from Cornwall I realized that I needed to build a new network up here in Nottinghamshire So I started going along to some of the local um, online networking Mm -hmm. groups. I think online networking is really valuable insofar as you don't actually have to leave your desk to go. It can be quite time consuming if you have to go to a venue, you've got the travel time to the venue, then you've got the meeting, then all the chatting and you know everything that comes afterwards getting to know people and then you've got the journey home as well and I sometimes find that that it equals half of my day gone Mm -hmm. just on a networking meeting so online networking is such a valuable thing to have you know it can be via zoom or um yeah usually via zoom or teams or something like that yeah so if um, there is a, a new business owner who's listening to this who hasn't started networking yet, what, what advice would you give them about networking? Well, you te- it tends to be, you don't have to worry at all about feeling nervous about networking because you're going to be talking to a, a bunch of like-minded people mm-hmm. who all want to succeed in business, who all want to help you succeed in business. And it, it's a real, really great way to gain support and also not to feel so lonely. Sometimes yeah. as a business owner, you can feel really lonely running your own business, even if you have employees. You know, they're not your friends, they're your employees. Mm-hmm. And so at the top, um, sometimes you need to kind of meet other people who are at the top. Yes, so that you can realise that other people are facing exactly the same problems and exactly the same uh, 
trials or successes or or whatever yeah and um, it can make you feel less isolated yeah so I guess that networking is something that you're going to continue to do absolutely always <laughs> it's essential whether it's um zoom in person or social networking because you've also got social networking it's mm. a way to reach another audience you have to consider every possible avenue for your networking yeah and that's what builds it in the best possible way yeah yeah definitely so just finally then Kaz um how can people find you if they want to know more about you and your business so you can there are contacts on my website or um everything all my contact details are on the website so you can easily get in touch with me and I also you know I've always said advice is free so I don't charge for initial consultations and I don't charge for just having a chat and giving some advice, um, even about your business. I'm, I'm very keen to help people set up their own businesses. So I will happily link you in with the networking groups that I go to and also talk about my own experiences. Lovely. Thank you very much. Well, I will make sure that the link to your website is in the show notes so that people can find you easily. Thank you. Thanks very much. Thanks for listening to Small Business Big Network. If you found this podcast useful, please do rate, review and subscribe. And don't forget to share it with the rest of your network too.